And we're back inside a melancholy week here in the sports world. Right. It's the Untitled Sports Show, the fastest 20 minutes of sports talk on these yet internets. I am Mel, so the MIC. And I am Jojo Paul. And of course, we begin, of course, with the uh, story that has gripped the entire sports world uh, since Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. since we heard the tragic news of the death of Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, G- uh, Gigi, and uh, seven other folks in a right. helicopter crash uh, in Calabasas, California on Sunday afternoon. Uh, just a shock yes. to everybody all around the planet, all around the world, because uh, Kobe Bryant's the same age as me, 41 years old. Yeah. Uh, having him lost his life so soon and so early, especially when he was getting rolling on the second chapter. He was enjoying his retirement life. I mean, really enjoying Post, it. Post-NBA life was good for him. Very good. Very good. And uh, like a lot of people say, he was aspiring to become the next Walt Disney when you think about it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, but, I mean, he's been he's been super, super active in his girls' lives since leaving the court. And also, you know, and also working on these different projects. Right. Of course, he won an Academy Award for his Dear Basketball uh, 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 short uh, with the Academy Awards and the Oscars playing on honoring him. Uh, it's probably going to be a very sad All-Star weekend that's upcoming right. real soon for all the NBA players and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on Kobe Bryant, Jojo uh, Paul? What's there not to like about him? He was the Black Mamba. He well, was quick, deadly, lethal. Well, let's be real here. That's, <laughs> there, was, there was a lot to not like about him. Yeah, but a lot of people said it was mainly in his delivery. Of course. It was how he approached people. But he was such a perfectionist, he demanded it out of himself and his teammates. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't have, like, my thing is, I can understand the millennials' point of view right now because this was their Jordan. We grew up right. with the Jordan We era. grew up with Jordan. I actually got to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I've gotten to yeah. see a lot of the old guard, too. So Right, me too. And uh, and uh, so I can understand the devastation and the shock for a lot of these uh, kids who grew up in the 90s or, or, or that was their first glimpse of the right. greatness because you know we talk about these eras in basketball mm-hmm. you know everybody's got an era you know we have these arguments about who's the greatest basketball player of all time but yet we have different eras of how the game has yes. evolved and uh and kobe bryant was the stopgap between michael jordan and LeBron. You know, the current you know lebron james yeah yes no doubt uh the, he he was that generation right uh a uh, uh, future like the current Young kid generation, they love Steph Curry, they love KD, they love LeBron. Right. Uh, and during that time frame in between, there was, uh, I want to say it's AI, Kobe. Um, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, but I, I would say, well, I wouldn't say Carmelo. Carmelo's more LeBron. Well, he, he was LeBron coming range. in the league. Yeah. yeah, he was LeBron coming in at it. But that, there was that period of dominance in the mid-90s and in, in the early 2000s. Where Especially I, with him and Shaq on the Lakers. Shaq, uh, I would say it's definitely Shaq, Kobe, AI, uh, Dwayne Wade was also a part of that class as right. well. Uh, so, um, they, so I understand their point of view, but I gotta say this to you, to you young folks out there. You know, there's been a petition that's going around with over two million signatures on it, demanding that the league uh change the logo of the NBA from that of the silhouette of Jerry West to that of Kobe Bryant, and I just don't agree with that. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, uh, it's just a logo. Whether it, it it was only came to light recently that it was officially confirmed as Jerry West, it could have been anybody mm-hmm. for years. It could have been anybody dribbling the ball. Right, right. And I, but I do think the logo needs an update, right? Because you know, but even Jerry West said he's ready. He didn't want to be that logo anymore. Right, and it's time for an update. But to change the image of Kobe Bryant, I think is unfair to the Premature. players. Premature. Right, and 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 I know y'all hurting. I know y'all hurting about this right now. Think about this: mm-hmm. when Wilt Chamberlain dies, when Bill Russell dies. Well, Wilt is dead. Ain't Wilt he? is. I, we'll get to Wilt double check dead. on that. But, yeah, but Wilt like is Kareem dead. Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan. Are we going to change the logo every time somebody iconic for a generation dies? That's the question. I mean, it make it be a constant logo change, but 
kind of interesting, but at the same time, it'd be repetitious. Well, I think that, like I said before, I think the NBA does need an update to its logo at this point. I mean, the NFL did it. They just right. updated their logo, but they didn't make drastic changes and try to make well, it about what one person. What makes the NBA so unique was they actually identified what the silhouette was. Baseball has a person swinging the bat, but that could be anybody because right. so boxed out. The guy's got a pointy nose, too, so he's probably, I mean, the <laughs> it's guy. probably Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> You got to put some dollar signs and some <laughs> over under bets on, on the logo for uh, for Pete. But Rose. I mean, if there was a guy whose nickname fit him perfectly, it was Kobe Bryant. He was the Black Mamba, no doubt. And again, I, I nothing but the utmost respect for Kobe Bryant, uh, especially you know, like I said, I I watched him just as like I come from the Jordan era. You know what I'm saying? I come from the Jordan era. Growing up, we watched Kobe and saw his greatness develop over time to the point where it went from pure hate to respect. You know, then that's, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that's, that's how I normally. People hated to play against him, but they liked having him on the team. Definitely. Everybody, everybody. I mean, everybody. And that's why you, and, and I think this is also something you got to take into consideration when it comes to this logo talk is the fact that Kobe Bryant always spoke in terms of the game being bigger mm-hmm. than him, than right. just one person. It's a team sport. It's a team game. At the end of the day, yeah, I might be able to take over a game, but I can't do it without my teammates. And that's something Kobe always preached to everyone. And I think this is why, you know, we have to channel that pain and that hurt elsewhere uh, instead of trying to get, you know, make a drastic change that that for the current circumstance of how we're feeling right now. I understand how you feel right now, but I think it's time that we just pump our brakes a little bit and remember that there, there was so many great players. You got to remember in the seven, late 70s, early 80s, the NBA was on tape delay. You couldn't right. watch a live game. No, very you, rarely. You, you couldn't watch a live Those game. Those games would come on at 2, 3 in the morning. Exactly. In because, the markets, they were actually supposed to be in. And the games were, and the stadiums were empty. Most right. of the arenas were empty. Now you, and then you can't, you had Magic and Bird and Jordan and all these great players in the 80s, Barkley, uh, all these guys came along and essentially saved the league. Right. And it built it up into what it is now as, a, as one of the worldwide leaders in sports. Period. Worldwide. Right. Worldwide. Global game. You know, mm-hmm. we playing in China, you're playing in Africa now. And all that wouldn't have been possible had not these guys played the path and Kobe elevated it to the next level. Yes. Along with the stars that were with him as well during that time. And they had to look up to somebody when they were kids themselves. Right. And Kobe always spoke about the legends that came before him and how he had much his history of the game was unparalleled and unmatched. Uh so once again, man, it's just a uh, like I said, it's just a melancholy day for all of us here. It's really hard to talk about other sports when you know so many people are hurting. And especially going into the All-Star break. It's going to be yeah. a, a more somber occasion. Well, it's going to be a more somber occasion, but I, I you know, it, it, are we are we in agreement right now? Because a lot of people are starting to see this, and we think we're all in agreement right now. Lakers are probably going to steamroll to a title at this point. They got all the motivation on the planet. Absolutely. <laughs> they got all the motivation on the planet. Yeah, I'm quite sure LeBron took this thing hard. And, uh, and you know, I can foresee and forecast them taking up the mantle of the Lakers, taking them to the finals this year and steamrolling everybody. Absolutely. So it I, wouldn't be a shock. I wouldn't be like, like I'm at the point now, like why even talk about basketball at this point? <laughs> like really? Because, because yeah, the, the way LeBron is coming out, I already know LeBron's got a team around him to take it. And they already yes. had a situation going right now, but now you, I see that effort being intensified Going and with the, the trade deadline approaching, they will add the key pieces as needed. Yeah, that's possible. Well, it depends on what kind of deals they can say. They try to get rid of Kuzma for some reason. They tried to get rid of Kuzma <laughs> last year. They wanted to keep him. Now they see he don't fit, and now they try to get rid of him. I just, I'm just interested <laughs> in how Lakers thinking, Laker fan thinking. But uh, you know, again, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Rest yes. in peace to 
to Gianna Bryant and also the seven other folks who passed away in that tragic helicopter crash and our, and their families as well. A lot of lives were changed uh, with this situation. And a lot of people are hurting right now, man. Yes. This is this is more than just a basketball player. He was a Ew. cultural icon. Yes. A cultural icon. And a father. And a father and a husband, most An importantly. An active father in his daughter's life, Jeff. Yes, most definitely. Uh, and speaking of uh, his uh, his his wife, Vanessa, uh, posted a, a statement. You can actually go see that statement on our radio station website at MikeHiss1031.com right now just to go uh, get a feel. And we got a lot of a lot of Kobe updates on our ra- uh, radio website uh, as well, uh, giving you details on Kobe Bryant. So you can go check that out at MikeHiss1031.com. Uh, but we're going to try to do the tough task of transitioning over into uh, the other big sporting event that's going down this week. You already know what it is. Hold on, Jojo Paul. Let me can I hit this button real quick, Jojo Paul? Let me see what yeah, we got. Yeah, make sure you here. hit the right button. <laughs> not this button. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, oh not that. One. Not that. Uh, one. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Uh, yes, that's right. Big big game this Sunday. The it biggest is game. The bowl that is so called super. I ain't gonna call it by its proper name because I don't want it to be no litigious problems with the NFL. Be clear. So, uh, <laughs> so we gonna call it the bowl that is superb. The bowl that is superb. Going down this Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Interesting. In, in Miami. In Miami. In Miami. Two teams that a lot of people really at the beginning of the year didn't have. I mean, everybody well, had the Chiefs. Yes, but the Niners, absolutely not. Well, nobody had the Chiefs. Uh, I will say this: the Chiefs did come back. They did say the Chiefs would make the playoffs. Yes, but yes. nobody saw the Niners. Nobody saw the Niners at the start of the year happening, and the Niners uh, have been lights out throughout these playoffs and also through, uh, into the tail end of the regular season. After I think they started off rough. I think no, they, no, no. They came out. I came. They came man. out good. It's been such a long they hit season. A few, they they hit a tough stretch where they had to play like Green Bay, Seattle. Mm-hmm. The Saints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They hit that stretch. They lost a couple there, but yeah, they finished strong. Okay. Well, hey, hey, well, so we got this big matchup happening Sunday. If you are in the Colleen market, you could come hang out with us at Cheese Sports <laughs> Grill on Sunday. We're having all you can eat crawfish for ten dollars and watching a big game. The kickoff starts at five thirty PM. Uh we will be going live from Chiefs one of these days real soon for the podcast. We're gonna keep you posted on that. Excellent. Uh but uh real quick, uh uh who you got, man? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Because, oh, you know, there's so many storylines behind it, and there's no point in diving into somebody, these storylines. Somebody actually pointed something out. The mm-hmm. Chiefs might be hiding their running game because the leading rusher in the playoff games was Mahomes. Mm-hmm. The actual running backs weren't getting a lot of touches. Mm-hmm. So they might be saving that, ah. knowing how the Niners play. Good observation. Ball control offense. Garoppolo will manage his game. Right. Now, now the question is, will the Chiefs defense step up and stop the run? See, that's the concern. That is the concern. They're a terrible tackling team. And and you know, and and that's what uh San Francisco has been doing throughout these playoffs, running it down your throat. Right. They will run it down your throat. And that defense is a top notch defense as well. Now 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 Kansas City's defense did step up against Tennessee because Tennessee was trying to do the same thing right. against them, and yet that defense came through and had a great game plan, mm-hmm. stepped up to the plate and did their job. Uh and so the thing is though, the, mm-hmm. the Tennessee Titans were a one dimensional team. Uh-huh. Come on, we know Derrick Henry is that. I mean, we're looking offense. at this. I mean, you're essentially looking at the same team in San Francisco, but only their defense is stronger. You're essentially looking at the same offensive mm-hmm. team that you're seeing in San Francisco with run heavy, uh, uh, clock management, clock management, yep. ball management. Don't don't screw this all this up. You're seeing the same thing with this ten, with this 49ers team that you saw at Tennessee. But I think Garoppolo is a probably better skilled quarterback than. Uh, 
Tannehill is. I agree with that. Tannehill's more of the manager type. Garoppolo can actually start pulling some moves. Right. So when it comes down to matchups like this where you got, like, everybody seems to be... And everyone's expecting playoff Andy to show up. That is the part you got to concern yourself. Well, that's not front here. This is also Shanahan now. This is Kyle Shanahan. This is the... (laughs) So we're saying this is the all-coach choke bowl? Yeah, I mean, look... Bill O'Brien needs to be there, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Wasn't Kyle Shanahan the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons team that collapsed 25, that dropped 25 straight? Lost. He was. Hmm. He was the offensive coordinator was of the, the Atlanta Falcons when they lost the Super Bowl and <laughs> lost at 28-3. Y'all remember that, right? I know Atlanta uh, fan do. <laughs> they had a 25-point lead and, and it evaporated in seconds. Right. So, well, Atlanta didn't have a good defense anyways. Well, that is true as well. That is true as well. But this is, again, so you got two coaches who got some pretty infamous playoff history going right here uh, uh, with Andy Reid, of course. But, you know, I think this might be Andy Reid's time. I think this is sentimentally. Time. I want the Chiefs to win because it's been 50 years. It would be nice to see the Chiefs celebrate that 50th anniversary with another play, with a Super Bowl win. I don't care nothing about history. I'm looking at it from. Well, the- actually, I was born with Super Bowl four. <laughs> so you know, the sentimental side of me says I want to see the Chiefs win. Well, I don't care because when the Chiefs won, I was maybe two months old. So, well, I'm looking at it from the perspective of you know when you got two things when you got two teams that are closely evenly matched in every department. The one thing that I got to point to is who's going to separate the, the two is the quarterback. Yes. And at the end of the day, I I, I, that, I mean, Mahomes has been, he's the MVP of the league he, uh, last year. A lot of people are seeing things in Mahomes in the playoffs you didn't see during the regular season. He can run the ball. I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal this season all throughout the playoffs. So, I gotta. I don't know nothing about Jimmy G. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> he, sorry. Hey, Jimmy G. was good enough to have Tom Brady run him out of town. That's that, well. That is true. That is true. Allegedly. Allegedly. Let <laughs> me say. Let be clear on that. Allegedly. I don't want Tom calling up here, busting at us, taking time from his billionaire wife and <laughs> kissing his kids in the lips. Anyway, um, <laughs> let me move on. So, who you got? Who you got? Oh boy! Who you got, oh, Joe Paul? Let me let me mm. hit the music for you real quick. Let me hit the music for you. I'm gonna step out on a limb and say I'm going. I'm gonna pull for Kansas City. That's not a limb because I agree with you. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. It may not even be as high scoring as we think it could be. I think it'll be a game that goes to a possession. I say 27-21 Kansas City. Mm. I say 27-21 Kansas City. Interesting. That's the score I'm going with. That's the score I'm going. With. You want to take a guess at the score? I go 28-24. You're going 28-24? Yes. the fuck this is? Price is right? Absolutely. <laughs> I got a dollar. <laughs> Give me $2. <laughs> I think touchdowns will decide the ultimate. Who can score the, you know. Because we, we figured this out. Field goals ain't going gonna, ain't gonna to win a game. No, nah, this ain't going to happen. Especially this year. You know, kicker gets out there and they kind of, you know, shank. Yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, so yeah, we both in agreement that Kansas City is going to get the edge over San Francisco. 49er fan, please don't be mad at us. We just keeping it one hundred with you. We just keeping it one hundred <laughs> with you. We just see, we just see, we just see Patrick Mahomes doing this thing. I, that's what I see anyway. I see Patrick Mahomes getting out there and getting busy on y'all. Defense. Again, if playoff Andy makes his appearance, we in trouble. Yeah, we all in trouble. We all in trouble. If he decides he wants to start playing conservative and all that dumb shit, then yeah, we in trouble. All right, Judge Paul. We got a couple more minutes here. Let's All go right. to the penalty box real quick. What uh, you got? You know, our Las Vegas Knights since firing Gerald Gallant haven't been doing very well at all. Okay. They've been struggling. In fact, they went from being third place in the Pacific to now struggling for wild card contention. Okay. 
I'm just hitting music because I'm giving okay. you I'm giving you some music now okay, for, uh, for the penalty box. Uh, the best team in the NHL is still the Washington Capitals in the West, the Blues. But surprise teams in the Pacific, the Vancouver Canucks, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Calgary Flames are all vying for that Pacific first place. Now, now I, I missed the story about the, the Vegas Knights and what's going on with them. Well, they fired Gerald Galax and hit a skid. And they have continued to be in that skid. They've kind of been struggling. Why? But what? I, mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, this is hockey, though. We always talk I about I think they got spoiled. The earliest success got to them. So they're expecting to go to the Stanley Cup. I mean, everyone has that expectation, but they hit a snag. They hit a losing streak and they panicked. So basically, they come back to the realization that they are an expansion team. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It, it, hockey is the ultimate streak sport. Right. A whole team can be affected with a cold streak. That's correct. The same. The thing that will save a team is a hot team, especially a hot goalie. A cool team and a cold goalie makes for a very long season. It's going to be a very long season. They still got a long way to go, man. And hats off to the Dallas Stars. They're in contention in the Central, and the Blackhawks are sneaking back in. Well, so shout out to the Blackhawks, man. I'm good to see they. They were back down last year, but look like they they may they could possibly sneak in this year. No doubt. Shout out to the Blackhawks, though. Good, good to see that they back in. And shout out to the Stars too, man. Stars are maintaining. No they're doubt. Doing good. Anything else for the penalty box, my brother? Uh, No, sir. I will check again. They did have an interesting all-star break. Instead of going east versus west, they had each division. Wait, they the did the all-star divisions. game already? Yeah. It was, a, it was a four-team Good round God. robin. Good God. That's I give it to them. They did something different. I didn't tune in, but they did something different for a change. <laughs> I was, I, I, I'm sure they booed Gary Batman. Of course. But, you know. It's, it's league tradition. That's right. Uh, but I, I, I didn't even know they had the All-Star game going on. It was on. last I weekend. It was last I weekend. swear I didn't know it was going on. I thought I really... <laughs> That's your job, much I was paying attention, man, because I did not know that they had the All-Star game last already, weekend yeah, for the NHL. Week. I heard a lot of talk about it, but I didn't see nothing about it. No <laughs> no highlights. No nothing. I mean, really, I didn't see nothing. Well, now is the time of year where hockey gets super interesting. You'll have the trade deadline and then the push for the playoffs. There you go. Separate the men from the boys. Also, another sports headlines, of course, the, uh, the Houston Astros embroiled in their cheating controversy. Allegedly. And, allegedly. Well, uh, no, they pretty much. Well, I would <laughs> pretty say much, They pretty much nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say allegedly at this point. It, it inspired affected everybody. three teams. It affected everybody right. in the league. And plus, you've got these videos coming out. I actually watched a video last night of one of the at-bats for one of the Houston Astros when they was at the World Series, and they got super, they zoomed in on his belt, and you can see this tape and, all, and these buzzers and all this other stuff. The guy... The guy swings his bat and the tape flies off the bat and he makes it a point to walk out from his batter's box, go pick up whatever he got on the ground and put it in his pocket. So an interesting story back in the 80s. I told you about this. That mm-hmm. Somebody actually came out and said that Tony LaRusso was cheating and it was a light mm-hmm. in the outfield. It was a light by a Gatorade sign. It would light right. in specific scenarios. Right. Basically, it was a science dealing scam by Tony LaRusso. Mm. So this has been going on forever. It's just the Houston Astros got caught. They got popped, and they got a new manager, Dusty Baker. Right. Congratulations to Dusty Back Baker. in the game. No doubt. Congratulations to Dusty Baker, who got rolled from Washington. And, you know, they went on to win the World Series afterwards. But anyway. <laughs> oh, it took them a couple of years. <laughs> it didn't take very long. It took what, what, at years. least one or two years. A couple of years. It didn't take them that long. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, everybody kept saying, well, that's the reason y'all not winning is because of Dusty. And showed up, they rolled Dusty and boom, they win the World well, Series. Dusty got stuck with players that were not deserving of the contracts they earned, Jason what, Worth. What, well, this is going to be interesting because they say the Astros are one of the most analytically proficient teams in baseball. And you got an old school baseball guy now running it. Well, they did 
One thing they did do is they stocked their farm system very well. Tim Lunau, give him his credit before he got popped with this cheating scandal. He did a good job of scouting and getting players. Mm-hmm. So their, their farm system's pretty solid. During the latter part of the McLean years, it was decimated by right. bad trades. And yeah, another scandal that nobody ever talks about. What's that? Supposedly there was people in from other organizations in the organization. They were basically scouting, scalping ah. players. It was only mentioned briefly because the guy that got caught was a Philadelphia Philly guy. Ah, yes, I do recall that. I do yes. recall that. I do recall that. I do he recall was that. supposed to have been a scout, but he was actually double agenting for the Phillies. How wild is that? Baseball, you need to chill out with the bullshit. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, I, you know, you're talking about the purity of the game. You're full of shit. This game is tainted <laughs> with cheating after cheating. after cheating. It's more cheating than a, than a show with Keith Sweat. Confess ah. your cheating, baby. <laughs> Come on, baseball. Major League Baseball. Call him to Keith Sweat Hotel and confess your cheating. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and that's the wrap for us, though. We appreciate y'all for giving us some of your time to listen to the Untitled Sports Show with Melissa and JoJo Paul. Right. Of course, we appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button. Share this podcast with your folks. And tell them this is where you get your sports talk, talk from. All right? How at your people. I'm Mel's on the MIC. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mel's on the MIC. M-E-L-Z on the MIC. And you can follow Jojo Paul. Absolutely nowhere. Because like Dusty Baker, I am old school. And he doesn't do social media at all. And he's very smart for that. Quite smart. I'm even more, as I've already stated. You guys have a great one. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. His daughter, GG, and everybody that, that died in that helicopter crash. And uh, we'll keep you updated on what's going on next week inside the Untitled Sports Show with Mel's and Jojo Paul. Right. Peace.